to the Wicked Biz Podcast. I am your host, Wednesday, and today I have an announcement. So, I will be closing my salon. I will be closing the doors to Wicked Aesthetics, as it's known now, and I will be reopening as a training academy. I'm so excited. Um, This is something that I have been considering doing for a while. Um, And that's kind of what we're going to get into today. And today's episode is four things I wish I knew before opening a salon. And I don't want anyone to see this as something negative because I'm not seeing this as anything negative at all. I believe everything happens for a reason and every step you take in your life and your business is for a reason. It's just another stepping stone in your career and I would have never known what I actually wanted to do had I not opened a salon and hired employees and did all the things. All of that led me to the decision that I have made today, which is um, here in a few weeks, we will start transitioning, but I will no longer have employees. I will be, I mean, and I will still take like a handful of clients like for content and because like I never want to lose my craft which side note I think that's super important if you have a training program or um, a product line or whatever it may be that you never stop lashing so you don't forget how and so you still stay in the know but I still lash a little bit Um, I hope to have more trainings here and more like little mini workshop event sort of things And I also will probably like turn one little area into my podcast studio as well. And maybe I could have like some more in-person guests and have the whole setup and the whole shebang. So I, and also like going through all of this, it, it view, I view businesses that close down in a different way. I'm sure if you're like ever driving down the street and you see like, a business like something's going out of business or something's closing down or whatever you're like oh my god they must have ran out of money and that is not the case all of the time sometimes people's heart just isn't in it anymore and they're ready to move on to the next thing and that's kind of where I'm at I and so many people I have been asking for advice on this like from people that are further in the industry than me. I have been telling them about this like for months, like trying to decide my, or trying to come up with a decision and a plan and what do I want to do? Because I love my storefront. I love my space. Um, I still do have like two years left on the lease, actually less than two years now. But, and I mean, it's something that's still feasible to me. Like if I was just here lashing by myself, Um, but I love this space and I want to utilize it for something else. And so anyways, I've just been asking other colleagues, like, you know, I don't know what to do. And most, not most, but some people have said, well, like if it's making you money, like if it's, if, if having employees and running a salon is making you money, then like, just keep doing it. Like it's fine. But at the end of the day, I physically as a person cannot do something that I am not passionate about and I cannot continue to do something when my heart is elsewhere and I'm sure most of you know I have like 
feel like I have like 50 different businesses at this point. I have my web design. I have, um, I still do lashes. I work for EBL. I have my podcast. I I do my trainings. I have my online like little templates and I'm sure I'm forgetting something else, but I am, oh, and then like putting on events and like my wicked business experience. That's a whole, um, business in its, in itself. So yeah, I have a whole bunch of different businesses. And unfortunately when stuff like that, whenever you like spread yourself thin and you have all these different things going on, then some areas are going to get overlooked and aren't going to flourish. So that's kind of been the case with my salon. I just feel like it's been like an afterthought to me. And I don't mean the salon like physically, like, like I said, I love my space, but all of the stuff that goes into having a salon, all the back-end stuff and all the management and the um, customer service and client communication and all that stuff, it's, that's been, all of that has been, like, the last thing that is on my list, and that's not good because, like, other people's, I don't want to say lives, but other people's, like, livelihoods are, at stake. And like I said, it's not like anyone isn't making money. Like there's no one that's losing money from being here, myself included, but I am responsible for other people's careers. So how am I supposed to help people further their careers if it's just like kind of something that's been an afterthought to me? And it's something that I felt bad about for a while because I thought my whole life that my goal in life was like, I'm going to have a salon and I'm going to open multiple salons. And then whenever I did it, I should have felt like excited and accomplished, but I just still felt like, okay, like what's next? Like, this isn't something that I want to do forever. This isn't something I'm in love with. And honestly, all of my friends that own successful salons and like that's their thing and that's the bread and butter of their business, they genuinely love it and they're genuinely passionate about it. And the thing is, is like, I, I know what like I need to do. I know exactly what I could do in order to make my salon business like even bigger and even more successful I know exactly what I need to do to take it to the next level and I just don't want to I just haven't been wanting to and I think whenever you have a business and there's something in your business that you want to scale and you're like I know exactly how to do this but like I just don't feel like it and that probably means that like you're not passionate about it because that's kind of how I got when I was doing lashes as well. Like I was completely booked out, blah, 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 doing all the things. I was a very successful lash artist when I was in the chair and I knew like how I could take it even further. I knew how I could elevate my customer service. I knew I could raise my prices. I knew I could like implement new aspects of my lashing and my consultations and all the things. But when it got down to it, like I just didn't want to. I didn't like I didn't want to keep lashing full-time. My heart wasn't in it anymore. My heart was elsewhere, like educating and graphic design. Like, those are my two babies right now. And I got, and my podcast as well. I don't make any money off of it. This is just, like, my hobby. But, um, yeah, I love this as well. So, all that to say is I will no longer have employees coming up here in the next few weeks. And I will be closing as Wicked Aesthetics Lash and Brow Studio. And I will be opening as Wicked Aesthetics 
Lash Academy. That's not what the name is going to be. I have no idea what the, Wicked Aesthetics something. I don't know. But I'm really excited for that. So that's really all. That's where I'm at right now with that. There will be more info to come. Um, you will see like a lot of transitioning in my social media. Um, I'm sure if you're here, you follow me on my Wednesday, the Lasher account. I also have the Wicked Aesthetics account, which is technically my salon account, but I will be transitioning that into like probably my podcast slash like Wicked Business Experience page because I am going to be doing more events. Um, so yeah, I don't want to like spoil anything right now. I do have a lot of plans for 2024 when it comes to like lashing events and training events and that sort of thing and of course my podcast so all of that stuff is kind of going to be on the Wicked Aesthetics Instagram starting here in a few weeks so thank you for listening to my rant and now we are going to get into the four things I wish I knew before opening a salon and again if you are thinking about like opening a salon or it's something that you've wanted to do for a very long time. I don't want the the purpose of this episode isn't to be like, okay, like you shouldn't open a salon because of XYZ. This is just things you need to consider before you go into opening a salon. And even all of my friends that open that have successful salons that are thriving, that love it, it's their favorite thing ever, they all agree with these things. These are just things that you need to know before you go into it. Things that I wish I personally would have known, but I'm glad I know now and I can spread the knowledge to you guys. So first things first, this is super important and this kind of This applies to a lot of things in business, but opening a salon, it is a completely different business than you just being a lash artist. Now, I'm sure a lot of us, and this is exactly how I was too, we're in the chair, we're maybe like renting someone, we're renting a bed or we're renting a room somewhere and we're like, okay, I'm a solo lash artist. This is my business. And I want to either open a salon or I just want to like hire an employee, like a commission, like a commission artist to like work in my room on the days that I'm not here or whatever. Adding anything like that to your business, first of all, it's not just adding something to your current business. That is a a completely different business. The way you do taxes is going to be different. The way you do your inventory is going to be different. There are legalities that are different. That is... A completely different business so obviously like me for example when I was a solo lash artist just renting a suite um I didn't have to like be as I didn't have to be as like on top of things when it came to like um my bank account and like inventory and that sort of thing and um, like scheduling and all that like I it was just me for myself I was just managing myself all of that stuff was just I knew how to keep track of everything and how to pay myself and like all that good stuff because it was just me now whenever you start first of all expanding and that's another thing this is kind of a tangent whenever like people are looking at spaces like Um, because they want to open a salon or they want a bigger space or whatever it may be they just like see you're used to like whenever you're renting a suite somewhere you're used to just like paying that one fee every single month like your rent and so 
and I did this too, whenever you're looking at like bigger spaces to open and expand into, you're just like thinking about the rent and you're just like, okay, like I can afford that. I can do that. But in reality, when you're transitioning from booth renting to a salon that you are responsible for, you have to take into consideration the electricity, the water, um, like security system, the internet, um, you have to pay for probably a cleaning lady person, a cleaning person, sorry, not a cleaning lady, a cleaning company, um, if you don't want to do it yourself. And there's, there's so much that goes into it than just like, it's so much different than just paying that one like booth rental fee. And then whenever it comes to like, electricity and water you also are taking into you also need to take into consideration that there are multiple other people that are going to be working in your space so that is going to be a a lot bigger number depending on how many days of the week you're open or how late you stay open or how often people are there working but anyways all that to say is it is adding employees and or expanding into a bigger space is so much more than just like, okay, I'm adding revenue to my current business. No, you're basically starting a completely different business and you have to spend money to make money. So whenever you're bringing in employees or even if you're bringing in renters, like there are like some things you may need to supply for them. Um, But whenever you're bringing in employees, you have to supply like the beds the lights all of the inventory you're suddenly ordering more inventory um you have to take time to train them you're paying for more people on your booking system you there are so many more things and so many costs that go into it that you don't really think about at first unless you're like I don't know, maybe more people, maybe people do think about that at first. Maybe I just didn't. I was just like, oh yeah, I just have to like order some extra lashes. Like it's fine. Like I already ordered lashes and glue. I'll just order a little bit more. No, that stuff adds up. And then especially like, obviously you're not standing over your employees shoulders all day, seeing how many lashes they're using, how much tape they're using, how much glue they're using. They could be like using way more than you normally do. And yeah, that could eat into your costs as well. But like I was saying, like even when you have renters, there are still things that you have to pay for for your renters. Not like, I mean, some people supply like the bed or the overhead lights. I'm not saying you have to do anything like that if you don't want to. Um, But like you have to pay for like the toilet paper and the paper towels and the hand soap and hand sanitizer and cleaning supplies and like buy a mini fridge, buy a microwave, have a decked out break room with everything they may need. So there are just a lot of costs that go into it that you may not think of. Okay, so that kind of brings me to my next point. Number two, the second thing that I wish I knew was you can't train people and manage people when you are a fully booked service provider. So there are two different routes you can take. You can still be a fully booked service provider and have employees, but that just means that you will need to like hire someone to like manage the salon or I don't know, maybe hire like a lead lash artist or a lead waxer, whatever type of business you have and train that person once and then make them be the person that trains everyone. You could do something like that if you still want to take clients full time. But also like you may need to hire a receptionist to answer the phone. So 
if you're you could do that if you still want to be in the chair but if you want to get out of the chair and you're like no my main goal is to have employees and manage my salon because I'm trying to get out of the chair okay that's fine but you're you need to realize that number one a lot of your clients are not going to want to just immediately go to these brand new employees that they don't know and they've never heard of. And for all they know, they just started doing lashes today. Like that's going to scare them and intimidate them. So it's not going to be as easy to transition your clients over as you may think. And also when you are a fully booked service provider, like you are the one that is bringing in most of the money for the salon and keeping it afloat. So if you are having, or if you're wanting to get out of the chair and just have all these employees, you got to know that you might be taking a pay cut at first in order to build up all these other people's books because you're not going to be able to sit in the chair and make all that money that you were making. So that being said, it's not as easy to just be like, okay, I'm fully booked. I'm going to hire someone and have them take like all my overflow. Okay, who is going to be communicating with those new clients that are trying to get in and then needing to be booked with someone else? Someone is going to have to be taking those calls and booking people. Someone is going to have to be training those new lash artists. Someone is going to have to be marketing those new lash artists so that they're actually getting new clients and all the things. There are just so, so many things that go into it. Someone's going to need to set up payroll, do payroll every week or every other week, calculating the commission, calculating the hourly. Um, Someone's going to need to be doing inventory because you're going to be burning through inventory way faster than you're used to. There are a lot of things that go into it. So just keep that in mind. Hopefully you're like, if you're wanting to open a salon, make sure you're taking notes. You need to make yourself like a little checklist of all these things that you need to take into consideration. I'm not saying it's not doable. I'm just saying like this life wasn't the life for me. So number three, and this is a huge one. Um, And I've heard so many people say this before and I didn't take it into consideration until I actually lived through it. But no one is going to appreciate your business as much as you do. No one that works for you will ever appreciate as much as you want them to. I'm not saying that no one that works for you is going to be appreciative, but like this is your business and this is your baby and you built this from the ground up and you already built your own clientele and you've already taken all the trainings and learning everything you need to know and you've gone through all the trial and error. You've gone through all the ups and downs to get your business where it needs to be for years and years and years. And then whenever you hire people, they don't know all of that stuff that you've been through. They haven't seen you in the trenches and they haven't been in the trenches themselves. I'm sure there are some exceptions to the rule. I'm just speaking generally so they're not going to appreciate you maybe as much as you wanted them to um and then when people leave and go out on their own which they will and that's totally fine that's the circle of life in this industry but they're probably not going to realize and appreciate everything you've done to help further them in this business until they actually go out and start a business themselves and That's just how it is. No one is ever going to ride for your business as hard as you do. And I mean, I can even speak for myself. Like when I worked, I used to work for European Wax Center. Like I didn't care about European Wax Center as a brand and a company. Like I wasn't worried about preserving the quality of that brand. And 
sure that is a huge corporation and most of us lash artists are like small business owners um so it is a little different in that aspect but at the end of the day no one is going to be riding for your business as hard as you do okay and last but not least here is (laughs) number four of what i wish i would have known and this is probably the most important thing is you don't have to if you think that you have to follow this certain path in your career as a lash artist or a service provider and you think like oh okay like once I start getting too booked or whatever like my next step is to open a salon and I promise you that is absolutely not the case you do not have to do anything that you see all these other people doing on the internet or you're driving down the street and you see all these salons and it's like, oh my god, okay, I need to open a salon. Or if you were like me and you worked at other salons that were like super shitty and you're like, I just need to open my own salon so I can show the world like how to actually run a salon and actually take care of my employees and I know how to do it right because I've worked at so many places that sucked. Believe me when I say you do not have to open a salon and you will be totally fine. I know so many and that goes for a lot of things too is you don't have to start a product line. You don't have to be a trainer. You don't have to do all of these things. Just do what you feel you are actually called to do and do what okay actually let's take a step back. Picture how you want like your dream life to go like on a day-to-day basis like for me personally I would love for in the next year because my son is starting kindergarten next year so that means he will I guess get out of school like around three Monday through Friday so it's like okay I only have like Monday through Friday from like eight to two to work and make money so I'm like okay my ideal and I'm a single mom so I don't have any like really help with him I mean I could put him in daycare after school but like I don't want to keep paying for daycare if I don't have to so I have about a year to figure this shit out so this is like my dream life what I picture myself doing in the next year is I just want to wake up take my son to school, come home, exercise, um, work on the computer for like four to five hours, um, pick up my son from school, not have to be on my computer, make dinner, play with him, help him with his homework, do all the things, take him to sports if he's in sports, and then that's it. I don't want to have to like be lashing anymore all day I don't want to have to be managing people I don't want to and that's another thing is whenever you're managing employees you're going to be getting phone calls all the time like having to take care of stuff whether it's with clients or with the employees or maybe the internet went down or the booking system isn't working or we ran out of something or there's a client that's unhappy or there's a client that canceled last minute there are so many things you can get random phone calls throughout the days and stuff that you have to handle immediately unless you have a manager of course but still even the manager is gonna want to call you and ask you what to do and that's just not me like as a single mom that's just not something that fits into my life at this moment I want to be able to just work from home maybe even I don't know. I was going to say maybe I'll take a few lash clients from home, but I don't even really want to do that. Um, I would love to just hopefully a year from now just be doing like 
training and education stuff and um, my web design and branding and templates and all that and just do it, just be online, just work from home, have a very flexible schedule so that I can be attentive to my child as much as possible and not have to be like running all over the place doing all these different things. So, so all that to say is just picture how you want your your average day to be. Maybe you love doing lashes, you don't have any kids or your kids are older and they can take care of themselves and you just want to do lashes like you just want like four clients a day, three days a week. Okay, we'll take this, figure out how much you need to make to survive and just do that. Be the best lash artist in your area. Specialize in something and charge the t- the best of the best top tier prices and position yourself as a master in your field and a master in your area. Um, or maybe you love training and you want to train all over the world and you like traveling and you like doing all the things. Figure out the steps that you need to take in order to live that life. Okay, well, thank you guys for listening to this announcement slash rant slash hopefully educational content. Um, If you learned anything from this episode or got a little inspired, I would love if you took two seconds to hit that five-star rating on Spotify or Apple or whatever you are listening on. Thank you guys so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed it, and I will see you guys next week.